Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris, and everyone knows what this sound means. We are here to drink some beer and play some trivia. And we've got a small little show for you tonight. I am joined by one of my best friends in the entire world, Mr. Mike Mott. Mike, my friend, how you doing? What you drinking? Chris, I'm doing great. Uh, Happy to be here. I uh, am laughing because you and I have apparently switched bodies for the evening or at least switched palates because (laughs) you're uh, drinking a beer and I am drinking some uh, high quality bourbon. This is the 1792 small batch. Uh, I'm finishing up the bottle that I had before uh, we went to the bourbon trail and then I'll uh, eventually get to pop open the bottle that I bought on the bourbon. Oh yeah. Which bottle did you buy? Did you end up going back to the, uh, from 1792, the only one they really had was the small batch. So I bought, I bought another one just for grins because it was still cheaper there than in Alabama because everything liquor is way more expensive here. Uh, and then, no, I did, we didn't end up going back anywhere So because oh, everything right. was closed on Sunday. <laughs> I was bad... try to go back to Evan Williams and buy that private bottle. but Yeah, we thought we thought about it, but they didn't open until 1, and we kind of uh, wanted to get back home. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. No, that was a fun trip, though. So speaking of fun trips, uh, on my aforementioned long-ass vacation, uh, aforementioned <laughs> meaning a previous episode, uh, we were up in Vermont, and Vermont is famous for their beer and their ciders. I couldn't find any ciders, but I did come home with a a sampler pack from a distillery. A distillery. There you go. See, bourbon on the brain. Yeah. A yep. brewery called Shed Brewery. Uh, Shed is out of uh, Vermont. I just don't know where in Vermont it's from. It is in Middlebury, Vermont. Okay, this is their out their Mountain Ale. It's a rugged brown ale. 7.4% ABV, 35 IBUs, and uh, it's actually decent, decent ABV count for an ale, but let's try it. Oh, that's dangerous. <laughs> that sounds really good. I, I like my ale. I didn't even know this was a brown ale. I do like my ale, so this is, um, that's actually really good. I'm glad yeah, I have two of these. You're right. That is a hot, that is high uh, ABV for a brown ale. Ugh, man, it's been a like you and I, you know what's going on, but it's been a freaking week. Mm. And it's only Wednesday, but hey, it's hump day. Oh, my Lord. So for our listeners at home, because I'm going to tell you this and I've got a point. Uh, we went out with some friends to lunch on Saturday. Um, we did not bring my daughter. We dropped our daughter off with my sister, who is vaccinated, unfortunately. Um, breakthroughs happen. And my little sister has since tested positive for COVID. She is okay so far. We're not out of the woods yet. But because of that, me, my wife, and my daughter now have to quarantine for 10 days because we can't drop the baby off at daycare. I take that back. I take that back. Me and my daughter have to quarantine for 10 days. But because my wife has a job that's not as in-person centric, you know, it's not like she's a guidance counselor in a high school or anything. (laughs) Uh, two of us have to quarantine for 10 days and they, one of us apparently might have to go back to work. We'll see. But yeah, it's just me, Paige, Leah for like the next week and a half. Just, we can't go anywhere. So this is fun. This is fun. Oh yeah. But Mike. Well, I've got, I'm hoping to make you feel better by kicking your ass in some trivia. So. Oh my Lord. You're trash talking already. So we are back. And we decided to, uh, I'm a glutton for punishment, we decided to go back to the genus edition of Trivial Pursuit, <laughs> but we are not making the same same mistakes we made last time. No, no, no. 
we are doing a, sta- a standard Trivial Pursuit game, except you have to close out each category once. So, Mike, tell our listeners what categories we have tonight. So, since this is the Genus Edition, we have Geography, Entertainment, History, Arts and Literature, Science and Nature, and Sports and Leisure. All right, Mike, uh, being that you won last time, I will let you pick first. Which category would you like? Oof. Let us begin with history. Beginning with history. Here we go. What was stormed by 1,500 state troopers and sheriff's deputies on September 13th, 1971? What was stormed? September 13th, 1971. Um, hmm. That's fifteen hundred. Holy crap! Uh, and it was state troopers, so it's stateside. It's not something that was happening in like Vietnam or anything. Uh, I have a feeling I'm gonna kick myself when I hear this one, uh, but I'm not sure that I know it. Uh, let's see if I can get there though. Um. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not coming up with a whole heck of a lot. Uh September thirteenth, nineteen seventy one. Um Man, I yeah, I got I got nothing. Uh and fifteen hundred states. I just can't can't believe it was that many. Uh, it was like, was it maybe a Indian reservation or something like that? Native American. I, I was, I was almost about to correct myself. I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get there. I don't know if it was like, I don't know if they ever stormed like the Manson compound or something like that. It'd be about that time. And I think that was a little earlier, but, uh, that's I that's that's what I'll say. It's around that time. So I'll just say the Manson compound, Manson family farm or whatever the heck it was. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad guess. Unfortunately, you, you kinda had the inkling that it wasn't right. It was actually the Attica State Prison in New York. It's a massive security Attica. prison. Yeah. yeah. Uh so that actually I'm looking it up right now because I've heard of it, but I never actually researched it. It resulted in forty three deaths. 33 mm-hmm. were convicts and 10 either correctional officers or civilian employees. Ah, ah, yep, yep, yep. And after that, that's where they housed David Berkowitz for a little bit of time. Son of Sam. All right, uh, Mike, I'm going to go with shocking geography. 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 All right. This is actually uh, somewhat thematically appropriate. What country produces Carlsberg, Tuborg, and Webro? Beer. I might be pronouncing that last one incorrectly. Can you spell that last one? W I I B R O E. It might be like Vibre or something like that. And spell Carlsberg for me. If it's is it what I think it is? It's C A R L S C A R L C A R L S B E R G. C A R L. Uh okay. Give me the give me those three one more time. 
Sure. Carlsberg, Tuborg, and Vibre or Vibre. It's kind of leading me towards like, oh my God, I'm going to sound so stupid. So it's like Central European or Northern European. Actually, it almost sounds Scandinavian to an extent. Carlsberg. The only thing that's in my head right now is the Swedish chef. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, Sweden. Sure. We'll go with Sweden. Christopher, Christopher, you were in the right neck of the woods. You were so close. It's Denmark. Denmark. Uh, okay. But you had it right. Scandinavian countries. That was that was good thinking. I heard Carlsberg and I was originally in Germany. I'm like, no, no, Borg. The other one sounds further. I went too far north. That's on yep. me. All right, Mike, All what are we going with? What a great question. Um, I'm going to do arts and literature this time. Okay. Uh I will try and pronounce this right, but there's <laughs> oh, a, there's a there's a, a a a word here. It's a proper noun that I'm probably going to butcher because I don't have the brains. Well, you just heard me try and pronounce that beer. So, what children's tale contains the line "Come, Cinder Slut, and hold this skein of wool for me"? C i n d e r s l u t. Probably Cinder Slut. What children? Ski- what children's yeah. tale? Correct. I mean, Cinder Sloot um, kind of sounds like Cinderella. Uh, is that what I want to go with? Because I thought Cinderella was a French. And that definitely does not sound French, but it also could just be the pronunciation. Also, Cinder Slut just seems like a horrible thing to call Cinderella, <laughs> even for her stepmother. And that skein of wool... A of wool? A skein of wool. A skein of wool. Come cinder slut and, and cinder slut <laughs> and hold and hold this skein of wool for me. Uh yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say Cinderella. I don't know if I'm gonna come up with anything else. Cinderella is a correct answer, nicely Woo-hoo. done. I yeah, I it was literally it said Cinder. S-L-U-T. <laughs> I am not good yeah. with pronunciations, so that one kind of played itself out. All oh, right, yeah. Uh, we didn't de- determine this. Does that mean you get to go again? Oh, um, <laughs> if memory serves, last time we started off that way and then kind of forgot halfway through it stopped. I am fine either way, whatever you want to do. Let's just go back and forth. That's just yeah, or you know. that, that's more ordinary. And plus, if I start really running the table, I just feel bad for you. So, oh yeah, that that that's what I'm concerned with. Not the fact that we're going to be drinking and doing this, and this could be three hours later with us <laughs> trying to figure it out. This is this uh, is true. These are tough questions. I'm going back to geography. Oh, he's sticking with where he's sticking with uh, his bread and butter. Your geography question is: Where does the Rialto Bridge span the Grand Canal? The Grand Canal? Where does the Rialto Bridge span the Grand Canal? Rialto, I'm assuming, is spelled the way it sounds. R-I-A-L-T-O, yes. Maybe Rialto. The Grand Canal. I mean, so I'm thinking of the major canals that I know, and there's the Suez Canal, there's the Panama Canal. I think those are the two that kind of come to mind. 
Rialto doesn't really sound like it's in the vein in the the area around the Middle East. So I guess I'm just gonna say the Panama Canal. But I can't remember when that was finished, and I'm feeling really dumb right now. Um, it was finished obviously before this question, but I, I I'm trying to think of like because the U.S. controlled it for a while, and I don't know when the U.S. turned leadership or ownership of the canal over to Panama. Yeah, Panama. I'm just leaving it at that. Well, if it helps, Chris, I've actually walked across this bridge and I still forgot <laughs> until I saw the answer. I was like, oh, yeah, that was the name of that bridge, wasn't it? Uh, the correct answer is Venice. Ah, okay. Ve- Venice, Italy. Yeah, it makes sense. That makes sense. Yep. Uh, Mike, oh. trying to take a, a bigger lead. What are we going with, sir? All right. Uh... Let's go sports and leisure. Sports and leisure. Mike, what's a young female racehorse called? A young female racehorse? Ah, uh, man, I'm not good with racehorses or racing in general. Should have should have done a Churchill Downs tour while I was at a, while I was up in Louisville. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. a young female racehorse. I mean, a young horse just in general is called a foal. So, um, I mean, a mare is a older female horse, not necessarily racehorse, just female horse in general, uh, a marionette. No, um. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say a foal cause it's at least a name for a young horse. Oh, unfortunately not correct. You're going to kick yourself when you hear this. I think they're called a Philly. Damn it. You're right. Yeah. I'm going to kick myself. Shoot. All right. You're only up by Shoot. one. I, I kept the lead to one. Let's, um, Lord, let's go to, let's go with, uh, yeah, sports and leisure. Why not? Might have been a good time to do geography, but oh well. Chris, speaking of racehorses and horse racing, what color were 14 of the first 15? The, let me start over. It's the bourbon. Yep. Chris, speaking of horse racing, that's not part of the card, obviously. <laughs> what color were 14 of the 15 jockeys in the first Kentucky Derby? Okay, this sounds weird. When you say what color, are we referring to what color the outfit they wore or what color was their skin? I honestly don't know. Oh, Lord. Um, the only two the, I mean, that that brings like three colors to mind, right? They're not going to be purple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Kentucky's a weird place. It is. It is. It's either going to be black, brown, or white, I would assume. Um, it's one out of three. I, I just, I think of jockeys wearing white pants, so I'm going to go white. I don't know if they were going skin color or not, but I think, I would assume they probably are because the correct answer is black. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking of um, I'm thinking of like equestrian sports, and I just remember like the they all wear those white pants with the 
the boots and yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird question and it, it, it does call to mind that this game is 40 years old and right. <laughs> I don't think you would necessarily put that question in a Trivial Pursuit game. Archer today. is somewhere yelling, phrasing, phrasing. Right. <laughs> oh, sorry folks. I'm just, I'm just reading the card. Good All right, Mike, God. I'm grabbing a new card for you. What are we going with? You know what, Chris? We're going with geography because I'm feeling crazy and or stupid. We are going with geography. This is a good one for you. What U.S. city was named for a British prime minister? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to just says U.S. city, not capital city, right? What U.S. city was named for a British prime minister? I'm going to guess Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is correct. Woohoo! That one you get. Pitt the Elder, Lord Palmerston. Sorry, that's a really, really obscure Simpsons reference. It's all right. So, Mike, you have already finished off geography and arts and literature, and I am moving back to geography. Why not? I was going to say, if anybody had any money on Chris finishing out geography before, yeah, I would have put the same money, so. Uh, Chris, I'm going to ask you to bear in mind that this very well might not no longer might not no longer. This is <laughs> He's really winning, good folks. Bourbon. This son of a bitch is winning right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm popping another beer. This very well might not be the case anymore. Just bear bear this in mind. This is as of 1981 when this game came out. And when I came out. What city is home to the Mayo Clinic? Oh god, I don't even I'm trying to think if that's American or not. I don't even know if that's American. Oh my god! I was just—I was literally just on the Mayo Clinic the other day yeah. checking COVID symptoms for babies because I didn't know how worried to be. Um, oh my lord! And so, the, for some reason, the two cities that come to mind are freaking uh, in. For some reason, Switzerland and Los Angeles, and I don't know why that is. <laughs> And if I go in the middle there, I'm somewhere either in New York or, uh, like, Virginia. Uh, uh, Chris, I uh, I don't know if this helps, but I did bre- I did do a quick search and confirm that this is in fact still the headquarters of the Mayo Clinic. Yeah, so the Mayo Clinic. Uh, I feel so dumb right now because this is something I should totally one hundred percent know. No, you really shouldn't. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm leaning away from the U.S. for some reason. I'm moving back over to Europe. And, like, for some reason I'm in Switzerland, and I don't know why. It makes no sense. They're not... This is going to be in a place, I would assume, where there's major advances in medicine. Maybe not. I just... uh Maybe it's in maybe it's in England then. Maybe it is in England. Yeah, screw it. Uh we'll go London. London is an incorrect answer. Uh shocked. Shocked, I tell you. <laughs> no, it's not not a bad guess. Uh-huh. Uh but uh the Mayo Clinic is headquartered in the thriving metropolis that we all know and love of Rochester, Minnesota. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Clearly the Mayo Clinic put them on the map with apologies to any of our uh, listeners who might happen to be residents of Rochester, Minnesota, but it's not a place that I have actually ever heard of. So The only listeners we have from Rochester are in New York. Well, that's fair, but 
We, right, we do Mike. love our Minnesotans, though. Yes, very, very good small Coca-Colas. We are good. All right. I'm probably going to regret this, but I'm going to try entertainment. What was John Wayne's last movie? Oh, no. Oh, shoot. I used to know this. Ah, oh, crud. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pull it. I already. I already know. I'm not gonna pull it. Ah, uh, but I should know this. Because he was. I mean, he was basically practically at death's door when he was filming it. Ah, uh, and I. I just don't. I don't remember it. Um. It's. It wasn't his last movie, but it was. It was towards the end of his career. So I'll just guess Rooster Cogburn, but I don't. It's not. That's not it. Unfortunately not. It is called The Shootist. The Shootist. Yep. As soon as I was like, as soon as you said it, it would it would ring a bell. That's it. Yep. Yep. That, I had no idea. So my guess would have been True Grit, obviously. I, I knew it was, I actually knew it was the something or I was pretty sure it was the something, but I would never have gotten there. Damn it. I'm getting a geography question right. Let's go. All right, then. Chris, as you know. Geography is literally just bodies of water. Yes. What is the largest lake in South America? No. <laughs> I think the only lake in South America I can name is Lake Titicaca. <laughs> Why do we sing of its fame? Lake Titicaca. Oh, that might not even be in South America, but I'm feel I'm almost positive it is. I'm going to go Lake Titicaca. I don't have a better answer. <laughs> Chris, honestly, my guess would have been Lake Titicaca too, because it's the only lake I can name. Is in it South Lake Victoria? America. No, unfortunately, <laughs> no. It is Lake Maracaibo. Okay, yeah, that's that. Yeah. Don't care. Not remembering <laughs> that. It might yeah. be Lake Titicaca now. It's been forty years. Yeah, that is actually a true statement. Uh, Lake Titicaca, of course, there between Bolivia and Peru. I know that from the Animaniacs. Thank you very much. There you go. <laughs> Mike, uh, what are we going with? Oh, yeah, I got to make that decision. Uh, the one category I have not tried yet is science and nature, so I guess we'll go there. All right, Mike. Someone's going to have to explain to me how this is a science or nature question. What is a male witch called? Uh, I think it's a warlock, isn't it? It is a warlock. Yes. <laughs> how is that? How is that a science? And I have no idea. I will take it, but I have no idea how that's a science. And nature. <laughs> I'm calling bullshit. Yeah. You sure you read science and nature? I did read science and nature. All right. Believe me, I double checked when I read it. because I'm like, well, this is too easy. <laughs> right. Give me an excuse to skip this question. <laughs> Chris, what you want? Uh, uh, one I can get right. We'll just read the answers, read the questions, and give me one I can get right. All no, right. I, you know, I can't lose this game without getting geography, so let's go back to geography. <laughs> Chris, this one might actually be a good one for you. Shit. <laughs> I didn't mean to jinx you. I apologize. What European city is considered the center of world banking and finance? You always hear about those Swiss bank accounts. I work in finance. I work at a bank. Oh my god. Like I should legitimately know this answer. I should know this. My god, I should know this. So I'm I'm in Switzerland and I'm just trying to think of like what city in Switzerland it would be. 
Zurich is the one that comes to mind. And I don't think I'm going to get a better answer than that. Yeah, Zurich. That, yeah, Zurich. Oh, Chris. Zurich is a correct answer. Well oh, done. Oh, thank God. <laughs> once you once you got to Switzerland, I was pretty sure you'd get there. Well, there's just oh, I was like, okay, like I'm I'm sitting there going, okay, no, it's not um where the super collider is, right? It's not was that uh no, I can't. I just, I mentioned it just two seconds ago. What was it? It's a uh, CERN. No, CERN where, is it Burn? Is that where the super collider is? Burn? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, whatever. Zurich is. I'm taking my I'm taking my win take, there. Take it, take it, and going. Go. What are you going with, Mikey? All right. So, Chris, you have geography and I have arts and literature and sports and leisure. Is that correct? And, and science and nature. Oh, I don't have sports and leisure. I have arts and literature, nope. science and nature and geography. You're right. Yes. I am going to go back to history where I started at. Here's your history question. Who told a Senate committee Billy Carter is not a buffoon, a boob or a wacko? Who told the Senate committee Billy Carter is not a buffoon, a boob, or a wacko? I mean, okay, so I'm fairly certain the Billy Carter in question is Jimmy Carter's brother. Uh, so offhand, I think I'm just going to guess Jimmy Carter. I don't know who else it would be. Um, I don't know who else would. I don't really know why he would have been called before a wait. Or is it Billy Carter? Because I don't know if the president of the United States would have been called. I mean, maybe, I mean, it's not unusual for the, or not unheard of, I should say, for a president to be called before a Senate committee, but could be, could have actually been Billy Carter speaking in the third person. Um, can I just say Carter? And then you ask me to be more specific and then I make the decision later. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my first instinct was Jimmy Carter, so I'm going to stick with that. And if it's Billy Carter, then oh well. Or uh, the, correct, the correct answer is Willie Nelson. Oh shit! It's not Willie Nelson. That could have been. It could have been. been. They got high on the roof of the White House. No, it was Billy Carter, though. It was Billy Carter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, but he's that the sounded, one that got high on I, the roof with uh, the roof of the White House with Willie Nelson, right? Yeah, that's what I, that's the rumor. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, I think Willie Nelson himself confirmed it, but yeah, that, that's a, that's a classic trivial pursuit thing where they ask you like who's, and like the person's name is in the question and ah, should have known better. All right, Chris, you, uh, have knocked out geography so you can breathe a little easier. Where are you heading? Going back to geography, Mike. I feel good about it. <laughs> no, I, you know what? Let's go to sports and leisure. Oh, how many bulls are killed in a formal bullfight? I don't know what a formal bullfight means. <laughs> like, I, I, I think I read Death in the Afternoon a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, that in you know, Hemingway was really big into bullfighting. But like in my head. This is going to sound terrible, but like in my head, bullfighting, all my knowledge of bullfighting comes from like 60s cartoons where it's a Hispanic man in tight pants waving a red cape and the bull gets really mad and runs at him. And he flips it out of the way and goes, ha, 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 ha. Toro, toro, toro. Yes. 
and that's my knowledge of bullfighting. Uh, I did not know there's more than one event, and this question makes it sound like, oh, there's a bottle kill. Yep, that's a bottle kill. The 1792 is gone. Uh, I'm going to say one? That's my guess. I, I There's no way to logic there. I don't know enough about or anything about the subject. No, you're right. There, there's really not. My guesses would have probably been either zero or one, just because those tend to be kind of reasonable numbers that you could maybe hazard to guess. But the correct answer, unfortunately, is six. <laughs> Hold on. Does this mean this sport has like a minimum, like six bulls have to die before this game is over? I may be. I have no idea. I, I don't know. I mean, you've at least read Death in the Afternoon. I read. Um, There's a little bit of bullfighting in For Whom the Bell Tolls, if memory serves, but. It's a, the, the, great song. What's, it's a great song. Well, I, I literally it was really chose hear that, that on a Metallica album, though, about bullfighting, but, you know, here and there. Well, it's it's actually really funny because I, I selected that book for my summer reading in high school specifically because of the Metallica song. Uh, and it turned out that the there's a ch- it's really based on just one chapter in the book, but there's a chapter in the book that I would say three-fourths of the lyrics of that song appear verbatim in that chapter. Really? Okay. It's one character making their last stand trying to hold a hill. You know, for a hill, men would kill why they do not yep. know. Like, and that's literally the entire chapter is just his inner monologue while he's trying to hold. Oh, that's awesome. That's also where the Hemingway line, the world is a fine place and worth the fighting for comes from. Is that same chapter. Hey, Hemingway was drunk, though. Hemingway always said, write drunk, edit sober. <laughs> it's probably it's good number. advice. That that's how I podcast. That's exactly how I podcast. <laughs> that's right. Podcast drunk, edit sober. That's right. Ah, uh, so I lost track of turn Yeah, it's my turn. Uh, let's see. I've got history, entertainment, and sports, and leisure to go. I'm going to go to entertainment. Here you go. What hoofer? H o f f e r danced with a mouse in the film Anchors Away. Uh, that would be Gene Kelly. Yeah, Gene Kelly. Nicely done. Mike Cross is off another What did one. they call him? Hoofer. H-O-O-F-E-R. Oh, okay. Yeah, never heard that term before. Yeah, me neither. I guess it's like a slang term for dancer or something like that. Uh, maybe it's a type of dance. I don't know. Mike, you've got two categories left. I've got five. I'm getting my ass kicked tonight. All right. Sorry. Sorry, Chris. No, uh, I'm used to it. I knew what I was getting into when I signed on. That's why I grabbed two beers instead of one. <laughs> All right. What you want to go with? You've got geography. I've got done everything and but the geography rest left. <laughs> <laughs> You'd actually get the geography question this time. So uh, uh, let's go to history. I'll give it a shot. Okay. I think, well, I won't say anything. Chris, your history question. How many transatlantic trips did the Titanic make before sinking? Zero. Well, and like, hold on. Where was it assembled? It, it crashed and burned on its maiden voyage. So can I say half? You can say whatever you want. I'll tell you whether it's correct or not. Well, like, it was the maiden voyage, but like maybe it was assembled in the U.S. and then moved over to... to Great Britain to be shipped back. I don't know. I'm going to say zero because it crashed on its maiden voyage. Chris, the correct answer is zero. Jeez. I'm overthinking this shit now. <laughs> you are way overthinking this. Maybe, what if it What if it tra- made several transatlantic trips in parts? <laughs> like what if What if What if the steam engine came from Philadelphia? Like part That's right. of it did. That's right. 
<laughs> if the whole is equal to the sum of its parts and its parts came from it. <laughs> this is what it's like in my head. For those of you that don't know, this is what it's like in my head to be so full of self-doubt and loathing that I can't think of knowing that the Titanic crashed on its maiden voyage still can't mutter out the correct damn answer because I am so full of my own damn thoughts. I can't get that out. I'm done. <laughs> Oh, Chris, no. I mean, you said it right away, and then you started second-guessing yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Mike, what are we going with? You need history and sports and leisure, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. I think I'm going to go sports and leisure. All right, here we go. Mike, what did second baseman Bill... Oh, my God. His last name is W-A-M-B-S-G-A-N-S-S. Wamgnass? What did second baseman Bill W. do all by himself in a 1920 World Series game? Hmm. I don't know this for a fact, but the only thing that I can think of that is particularly notable that a baseball player does by themselves, because it's not like hit a home run or something like that. The only thing notable I can think of that a baseball player does by himself that might be even more notable because this might be the only time it's happened in a World Series game. I'm going to say he turned an... Triple play, an unassisted triple play. Yeah, I gave you the credit before I finished, uh, before you even started talking. Yeah, it's an unassisted triple play. Nicely done. <laughs> and with that being said, I'm going to sports and leisure. Let's hope for two good, easy ones in a row. All right. Maybe. <laughs> Chris, your sports and leisure question is, what was the first major league to feature wild card playoff teams? I don't understand the question. I'll I'll add a word to clarify it a little bit. Thank you. What was the first major sports league to feature wild card playoff teams? Okay, thank you. Because I had a feeling that was where your confusion was. So baseball didn't introduce the wild card. I don't believe till later because I know up until was it the, the early nineties they believe it was just two divisions. I don't know that basketball calls there's the wild card. NHL, I'm almost, I feel really confident they don't call them wild cards. The only two leagues I know that use the term wild card are the NFL and Major League Baseball. Um, yeah, I think I've got to go with the uh, Major Sports League will be the, oh God. Did like, did they have, before the Super Bowl, did like, did, Oh, my Lord. I'm overthinking this again. I'm going with the NFL. I'm done. NFL. Oh, Chris, the correct answer is the National Football League. Well oh, done. Well God. done. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Major League Baseball, the first wild card year, was actually supposed to be 1994. It got cut short by the strike. And it also cost the Montreal Expos a World Series. And a baseball team, really. Because if they'd made the World Series, I'll bet you they wouldn't have moved to Washington. Also, at this point, we can pretty much say it might have cost us four, our our next 400 hitter, too. Tony Tony Gwen was on a tear that year. Gwen, Gwen was, I think he finished that year at 394, something like that. He was right up there. Because uh, other than that, I think Tony Gwynn was th it, early early 390s and other than that I think the closest anyone's come since Williams was George Brett with 390 so that sounds right yeah 
All right, so that gives me three correct answers, and you have five. I'll take that. I'll take that. Mike, what are we going with? Well, you know what I'll take. If I had to have one category remaining, I'm kind of happy it's history. Mike, here's your history question. Who was the victim of the first murder seen live on television? Ooh, sweet, merciful crap. Um, This is a dark question. The first murder seen live on television. Wow. Honestly, don't know. Um, I mean, was it like Kennedy? I mean, was it something like, something like that? I can't. I mean, I can't imagine there would have been very many murders seen live on television prior to that. Uh, I don't know. Or, or could it have been Jack Ruby? Or not Jack Ruby, but uh, Lee Harvey Oswald when Jack Ruby shot him. Because that was definitely broadcast live on television. I mean, obviously, I think the Kennedy motorcade probably would have been too. But I don't know that it would necessarily have been captured. I'm going to say John F. Kennedy. That's twice you had the right answer and talked yourself out of it. It was Lee Harvey Oswald. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Yeah, there's so there's definitely footage of Kennedy getting shot, but the one live on television was uh, Jack Ruby with Lee Harvey Oswald. Got it. Yep. Yep. Oh, I, man. And I, I, I was sitting here because from a modern standpoint, this, even though it came much later, the Zapruder film just looms so large. Ah, so to, to put this into context with with how, you know, I'm, I'm, I have a propensity for saying wrong shit. I read the answer in my head. I did not read Lee Harvey Oswald. I read John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> and I had to stop myself from saying that. <laughs> that would have been a a colossal mistake, almost of psycho proportions. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's see here. Uh, I'm going to go to sports. and No, I already got sports and leisure. Let's go to entertainment. Entertainment. Chris, I just wanted to say good luck. We're all <laughs> counting on you. What 1971? What's it's nothing to do with airplanes? Sorry, uh, that was the producers, but okay. Oh, sorry, I was thinking, um, no. the opening night song from the producers when they're actually going to the premiere of uh, Springtime oh, for yeah. Hitler. It's bad luck to say good luck on opening night. That's right. <laughs> sorry, Chris. What? No, you're, you're good. <laughs> what springtime? No, okay. What 1971 film featured the characters Benji, Ossie, and Hermie? Okay, I'm going to write those names down. Can you give those one more time? Benji. Benji. B-E-N-J-I-E, if spelling matters to you. Mm -hmm. Ossie, which is O-S-C-Y. It might be Ossie. And Hermie, H-E-R-M-I-E. But could those be the names of what's his name's friends from Clockwork Orange? Yeah, for some reason, my head's going to Kubrick. I can't think of why. I, I will tell you, I will actually tell you this, Chris. Literally, when I read the question, because that film pretty sure did come out in 1971, it was the first thing I thought of as well. It's not the correct answer. Uh. 
Damn it. I'll, let you, I'll, I'll help you out there. Well, I was sitting there going, okay, it, that's around that time. and But I'm just laughing because we both we both thought the exact same thing. First of all, was that, was that Alex's make, three friends? I can't. Those yeah. were his three droogs? Yeah, I can't think of another movie that came on 71. Clockwork Orange was like my the one thing that I had. <laughs> oh, man. Um, everything else I'm thinking, I just don't know 70s films that well. Okay, so Benji, Ossie, O-S-C-Y, and Hermie. Oh, my Lord. Uh, that's not, that's way too late. No, it's not that. Clockwork Orange is my best freaking guess right now. <laughs> but you're telling me it's not right, so I got to come up with something else, because you wouldn't lie or deceive me, right, Mike? Uh, no, I'm... I'm I'm sorry. Maybe I shouldn't have given you that. No, because I would have locked that in rather quickly. Otherwise, now people get to sit here and listen to me say um a lot. Uh... Okay, let's put myself in that time frame. What? Who else is, is operating at that point? And now Ro- Rosemary's Baby's in my head, and that's not that. <laughs> I don't have a better answer, though. Rosemary's Baby's the best. No. No, there's not... No, because that's not what the plot of that movie is about. It has nothing to do with that movie at all. Like, Saturday Night Fever, for some reason, coming to my head. That's later. Carrie is later. Like I'm coming into like these because my my knowledge of movies from that time is going to be horror related because I watched a lot of horror movies in college. So like Carrie is later. Uh, Rosemary's Baby is earlier. Argento Suspiria, I believe, is later. They do kind of all end in vowel sounds. So maybe an Italian director makes sense. Yeah, sure. We'll go Suspiria. Why not? Eh, that's a reasonable guess. Uh, Chris, do you happen to know what won Best Picture in 1971? I do 1971? not, but you're going to tell me. Uh, the French Connection, but that's not the answer. I just had to look it up because I was curious. Um, I was not bad. 77 was Suspiria, yeah. so I was in the right decade. No, you were. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was thinking that was around that time. Huh. The last picture show came out in 1971. I'm sorry. I'm getting way off the rails here. If you've ever heard of the movie Summer of 42, please collect your prize. That is the answer. <laughs> Not me. All right. All right. All right. Mike, you still need history. Uh, sorry. I've got five cards rotating, so I want to make sure I get one that we haven't already done. Oh, you're, yeah, I'm just I'm just pulling out of the front and, t- and dropping them in the back. So, oh, that's right. You don't reuse your card. You just pull one card and go. Oh, always. Yeah, that's Sorry. I mean, that's it's how I was raised. I've, I've got just plethoras of cards here. All right. Oh, Mike, how did Socrates commit suicide? Was he the one that took hemlock? I'm going to say he was the one that took hemlock. He was the one that took hemlock. Nicely done. Boom. And Mike, that means that you have closed that out and I get to pick your next category and I've just recycled all my cards, so. <laughs> good. Recycling is good. All right. Um, Yeah, I'm going back to entertainment just because I feel like I've got a moderately decent chance there. Although, judging by your face, I'm going to move away from entertainment. You're shaking no, your head it, yes. <laughs> it, it's, it's, I'll, I'll explain. You might, I, we'll see. You're going entertainment. Who was Howdy Doody's twin brother? Oh, his last name is Doody. Isn't it? It's, can I just say Doody? Like, 
I'm going to need you to be more specific. Then he couldn't shop at the airport. Although if you go to the airport, you might be able to get him for a really, really good price. (sighs) Hi-oh. Low-hanging fruit is my specialty. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's something like Saudi duty or something like that. It's stupid. It's a stupid name. It's not like Fred duty or Martha duty. It's like, oh, if I say it, you're going to make me spell it. I can't spell it. <laughs> Saudi duty. Saudi duty? Not S-A-U-D-I. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Oh, I can't, Chris! I can't think. I can't pronounce his. First, I can't think of his first name. His it's obviously Duty, but I can't think of what his first damn name is. I wasn't sure if I had told you this story before, but this is the reason that I started laughing, and I'm gonna you just bear with me for a minute. As a family, growing growing up, we used to play not a lot of Trivial Pursuit, but a decent amount of Trivial Pursuit, and uh, we played a game one time when my aunt and uncle were visiting in town, and it was just when I was just old enough. I was. 14 or 15. And so I, I had just finally reached the age where I was allowed to join the adults in their trivial pursuit game. And this exact, I cannot believe we found this card because this exact question came up. So it was this exact card. Cause it was this game and they went around for forever. And then finally my uncle just goes, I don't know, double duty. Yes. Yes. I've heard that story. I've heard and that it was story. the and it was the correct answer, and it was for a pie piece, and we still tell that story because <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> oh man! But yes, I I I wasn't sure if you had heard that story before. That was why I started laughing because I I was I never would have thought that that card would have come around again. So that's incredible. no, you've yeah you've you've told that story on this show before, if I'm not mistaken. I, I believe that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> so for the, for uh, listeners that have heard that before, I'm sorry for repeating myself, but. <laughs> Mike, I legitimately um, cannot re- cannot believe that card just came up. I'm so, uh, I took a picture of it. I'm going to send it to my mother. She's going to she's going to awesome. laugh her head off. Double duty. That may oh, I'm so mad at myself. I've heard that story. I, I never would have pulled it. All right, Mike, you've closed out every category. I'm going right into the belly of the beast here. Um, Bring it. I'm going to give you a question from arts and literature. Here. We go. I thought for sure I was getting geography. All right, hit me. Oh, now? Really glad I didn't give you geography on this card. <laughs> Wise man. Oh, God, arts and literature is, is gettable, too. What peg-legged pirate had a parrot named Captain Kidd? I'm going to guess Long John Silver. That is a correct answer. Mike, you have bested me yet again, my friend. Can I Can I reach you the geography question to see if I chose poorly? Sure. All right. Where is Nelson's monument? Where is Nelson's monument? Mm-hmm. Who is Nelson? I guess. Um. Oh, they're very hyper specific. Okay, they want to know exactly where in that city it is. I knew it was in a city. I didn't know. It was, I didn't know what where it was in that city. I I don't even know. I don't even know what city. Honestly, I'm drawing a blank. It's in London. Oh, okay. But they want to know exactly where in London it is. I gotcha. Trafalgar Square. I don't know. Yeah, it is. Okay. Which, uh, who, uh, who's Nelson? I have no idea. That's just random trivia I've picked up. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, yeah, there's a, we haven't actually played it yet. We'll play it at some point, but there's a, it's a tourism trivia game that I have back there. 
it's one of the questions on like the very top question that on that deck that we'll use. Gotcha. Cool. All right. Uh, let's go through a couple more here real quick, Mike. What two Asian countries went to war on July 7th, 1937? July 7th, 1937? Uh, Japan and China? That is correct. What is the only one of the seven dwarves without a beard? I'm assuming this is going off of the uh, Disney Dopey. Movie. Dopey is yeah. correct. Well, yeah, they didn't have names before Disney gave them to them. What common ailment can't you catch at the North Pole? COVID. Um, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, what common ailment can't you catch at the North Pole? Correct. Uh, I don't know. Chicken pox. I, I have no idea if that's accurate or not. They have the common cold on here. Oh, look, I mean. It's it's funny because it's the North Pole. <laughs> it it, it, it kind of like I actually that was actually popped into my head because of the irony of it. But is that literally the only ailment? Like, why can't you? I, I, whatever. I, I, okay. no, don't go there. Uh, right. Last question for you. What sport did the Homestead Grays and the Kansas City Monarchs play? Uh, baseball. That was, those were uh, Negro League teams. They were Negro League teams. I feel better now because you would have gotten at least five out of the six questions <laughs> on that card right. And the other one, if you thought about it, you probably would have given me a correct answer. You wouldn't have just spat it off chicken box. That, that's probably true. But oh, the one man. I wouldn't have gotten was geography. So. Oh, that's true. I'm sorry. Yeah. Chris, you want you want to uh, try You want to give one more shot at each category you had left? I'll give it a shot. I'm not going to get any right, but go ahead. Let's do it. All right. Well, you never know. Your entertainment question. What actress was the pretty baby on the ivory snow box at the age of 11 months? I know what those words mean. <laughs> uh, Shirley Temple. Decent guess. Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields. Yeah, I could not even wager a time period with the clues in that question. I, no, I know. It didn't give you much. Uh, Did you know that? Here's one. one f I had no idea. I don't okay. think I would have gotten there either. Uh, Chris, you want to close out history? Sure. Uh, I already second-guessed Titanic, so let's do it again. Yeah. What? Well, you did. Was the Titanic a history question? Did you close that out already? Uh, Yes. Okay. For some reason, I didn't think I thought you'd only done geography and sports and leisure, but uh, but you'll like this one, too. What four presidential likenesses are carved in Mount Rushmore? Oh, God. Washington, Adams, Jefferson and Madison. Oh, sorry. Those are in order. Uh, Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln and uh, T.R. <laughs> That's correct. What your arts and literature question? What? How is that a trivial pursuit question? Like, I know was that's that not actually known in 1981. Like, is that that hard of a question? I don't understand. If, if I'm playing Trivial Pursuit in 1981, I, I am mad my, when that question comes up and I look at the difficulties, difficulty of these other questions. Uh, I got science and nature off a of warlock, man. What do you want? That's true. There wasn't a high degree of scrutiny in these questions. Like, we have to come <laughs> up with like 7,000 questions, guys. Just fucking right. Clearly. Uh, Chris, your arts and literature question. What Spanish and English writers died on the same day, April 23rd, 1616? Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's interesting. I can't even think of the guy, that the Spanish guy that wrote the book. Yeah. You I know, know the book. It's uh, Don Quixote. Who wrote the damn of book? Of course it is. Of course it is. Yep, the that's guy absolutely right. Who wrote the, who wrote the book? book? That's, the, that's the Spanish author. I know it is. <laughs> 
<laughs> English author doesn't matter. I can't get the Spanish author. 1600s, Shakespeare and... No, obviously not Shakespeare. Sorry. That wasn't even a funny joke. Uh, okay. So now I'm going through something rotten in the musical and thinking of the people they're naming as part of the Renaissance. No, <laughs> no, because in something rotten in the musical, I'm assuming this musical is somewhat historically accurate. Um, they leave London at the end and go to the U.S. and go to New York and start Broadway. That's the end of the musical, ladies and gentlemen, when Shakespeare runs them out of London. Um, I don't know. Kipling is 1800s. It's not Kipling, but I, Thomas More and I can't think of the guy that wrote uh, Don Quixote. I'm sorry. You know his name. You're going to. OK, honestly, if you had said the guy that wrote Don Quixote and the correct British author, I would have given it to you. You did say the correct British author. Is and then Billy you Shea? said that Shea. you were joking. It is absolutely William Shakespeare. Oh God! I thought he was fifteen hundreds. Okay, I'm way. He off. was, but he died in six in the sixteen hundreds. Uh, and then Miguel de Cervantes. De Cervantes. The, uh, yeah, that's it. Author right. of Don Quixote. Ironically, the one of those two that I didn't get when I made my guess in my head was William Shakespeare. <laughs> so I was like, well, Spanish author of that time period has got to be Cervantes. <laughs> I started going through like yeah. the the authors of Thomas Middleton, Thomas More. Thomas More sounds right. Let's go with that. Right. No, it's not bad. It's the time period's about right. All right, and your science and nature question. What was introduced commercially by Bayer AG of Leverkusen, Germany in 1899? It's got to be aspirin. It absolutely is aspirin. Did not know they were from Germany. I did not either. And you did get sports and leisure earlier, right? Uh, Yes, I don't remember what the question was. It was not the bullfighting one. You'd you'd have gotten this one too. How many points are awarded for a safety touch in football? Dos. Dos is correcto. So it's very interesting sometimes oh. when you hit a card and there seems to be a bunch of questions that you know. Hey, four <laughs> years like, later, we can't complain. I Mike, I had a good time tonight. Did you? Always, always, man. <laughs> Dude, I I can just sit here like reading Trivial Pursuit cards like. I love it. I, I took my ass kicking like a man. I'm good with that. Uh, Liz you, Doman, you, you really did. It's fine. I'm used to losing to you. It's fine. You're on a hell of a winning streak right now, by the way. It's been a very long time since I've had a one-on-one with Steven, so we probably need to fix that and cut me down a couple pegs. Oh, yeah. Well, you're getting a little too big for your britches. A little too big for your britches. <laughs> I've never been too big for my britches in my entire life. <laughs> Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you're enjoying the pub trivia experience and all the content that we bring you, a couple things you can do. One, check out our sister podcast, Boozy Bracketology. Uh, if you have not listened to that before, we literally take anything, put it into a 64-seed bracket, and then argue it out until we crown ourselves a champion. Uh, the month of August that we just wrapped up is going to be the most dominant athlete of all time, or since post-1980, not of all time, but in our lifetimes. Uh, September, we're bringing you the worst comic book movie. It is our one-year anniversary over at Boozy Bracketology, and that is the first official bracket we did for that podcast. And then in October, we're bringing you the best female-fronted horror movie ever made, and we're going to be joined by a couple of our favorites. Uh, Isabel Drake from a previous Pub Trivia Experience episode is going to be on there, along with a couple of the women from the Dead Girls Talking podcast. That's going to be a fun time. Oh, yeah. Nikki's hosting that. I think she's excited. Nikki is hosting that, and I'm sure she's excited, although uh, I was thinking about it, and there's a movie that did not make the list because I don't want to watch that movie ever, ever again. 
Yeah. Um, it's called Lake Moog. It don't. It's a. It is the most depressing movie you can watch. It's oof, no. We're not going to go there. But uh, listen, if you're enjoying the show and you want to, if you want to contribute and just kind of get some of that sweet, sweet bonus content, Patreon.com/PTEBB is your home for all the bonus content for both the pub trivia experience and boozy bracketology. If you can't help financially, 100%, I get it. We've literally all been there. Uh, leave us a five-star rating, write us a review, or hey, come hang out with us over on The Lounge. Fans of the Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology over on Facebook. And we would love to get to know you and talk to you a little bit. We interact with everybody on there. It's a good time. Um, I think Mario just posted on there a, what was it, a, a, a not even a bracket. It was a posting of what ice cream did you get from the ice cream truck when you were a kid. Oh, yeah. And, like, I didn't see a Choco Taco on there, and I was like, what the hell, Mario? But he didn't make it. I, it's fine. I didn't recognize three quarters of the things that were on there. I went with the ice cream sandwich because, like, the ice cream sandwich was a staple. Like, you could always get it, and it was always going to be a little bit melted, but really good. I was just sitting there going, there was a Mario ice cream, and I never had this wonderful Dude, Mario looks what so that? damn sad. Dude, like, it's not even a happy Mario. It looks like Mario, like, right after Peach gets taken from it. <laughs> like, it's a me. <laughs> there's our episode title it's a me it's a me a sad mario <laughs> where is the princess a peach <laughs> she got to take it by this crazy a dragon a thingy <laughs> uh, you can find us on instagram at pub trivia pod no, sorry. Instagram is Pub Trivia Experience. Twitter is at Pub Trivia Pod because, like us, they have character limitations there. <laughs> but for the Pub Trivia Experience, I have been Chris. I have been Mike. We will see you next time. Have a good one.